Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm so happy today to have Allison on the show. Welcome, Allison. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. What is your question for me today? So my long-term boyfriend struggles with pornography mm-hmm. and being a member of the LDS church, it is something that is frowned upon and I just, I want to know how I can best help him through his struggles and how I can be a support to him. Wonderful. Okay. So what have you already done? How have you supported him up until this point? Sounds like you've been together for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, something that I really admired about him is that he came forward within the first month of us dating and was very open about how he had struggled with pornography and masturbation since he was a young adult Mm -hmm. and how within the past year, he's really made big strides to um, overcome that and seek counseling, seek group therapy. And I think that something that we've been able to have is just this open dialogue. Um, I think where we are both struggling is how we can, how, how I can be a support to him besides just checking in and talking about it every, mm-hmm. every week or so. Yeah. I think the best thing you can do is to not take it on as your job to fix, change, monitor, or make it about you, right? Like this thing existed before you met him. It's not mm-hmm it has really nothing to do with you in terms of like its origin. And, and so I think taking care of you and not taking it on, let kind of letting it be his journey. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to see myself as the cheerleader on the sidelines, as opposed to a player in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, and yes, like you said, not wanting to take it on and act like it's my issue. Um, I think that I definitely, I don't ever want it to come across as me monitoring it and making it about me. And so wanting to find that balance of how to support without feeling like I'm the one that's like, okay, how was this week? How How are you doing? doing? Check in. Yeah. 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 So letting him take the lead, I think is going to be really important in your relationship. Like this is his thing. If, if this is distressing to him, it's for him to figure out how to manage it. And not that it doesn't impact you at all. I'm not saying that, but it's just, it's not your thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, And I think it's important for you to recognize this will probably be an ongoing thing because it tends to be, and, and the goal is like, I think the goal is self-mastery being in charge of yourself and your behavior, but not necessarily eliminate. Like, I just don't know if, you know, like, I'll never look at porn again. If that's, 
realistic. And I think you have to be realistic about this. Right. That like, okay, this may be kind of an up and down thing. And is this something, is this a journey I want to go on with him? Do I love him enough to go on that journey, you know, mm-hmm. next to him? And only you can decide that. Right. Yeah. I think um, one of the other things that both he and I struggle with is that the church, the way that the church talks about it feels very like fiery darts. Like there's no coming back from this. Once you, once you've looked at pornography, there's no recovery, there's no coming back. And um, I want to know how, you know, he and I can change that within our relationship, but also, Mm -hmm. you know, if we can help the community at large with that. Mm, Yeah. That's, that's awesome that you want to reach out um, beyond the two of you. One of the things that I think is important that I work toward is reducing the shame and just saying, look, this is like for the rest of the world, like for most communities, this isn't even a problem. It's a problem because we say it's a problem and it, and we agree like as a, a religious community, like, okay, this is probably not the best thing to be doing, mm-hmm. but like, there are plenty of relationships where it's not a thing. Like mm-hmm. one or both partners look at porn or they look at it together. And it's, so I'm not saying like, oh, go look at porn. I'm just saying like the context makes a huge impact on how the couple deals with it, right? <laughs> like, yeah, and so absolutely. what you're saying is in the LDS faith community, it's a big deal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I think um, reducing the shame and kind of normalizing, like, look, this is pretty common. Like, this doesn't mean anything about you as a human being or your, you know, your fiance or boyfriend. Is it fiance or boyfriend? I forget. Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Okay. Sorry. Don't want to jump ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, About his value as a person or his worth as a person. Mm -hmm. Like it's just this, it's a thing that he's dealing with and, and learning how to manage. And I think if we take some of that shame and guilt and the hellfire and brimstone, like this is the worst thing that you could ever do. I just don't think that's the case. Yeah. And and so not giving porn so much power. Right? Yeah, like absolutely. It's it doesn't define who he is. Like he's he's so much more than that. And I think sometimes in the church culture we define ourselves and other people by our struggles or like oh that's bad or you know. And mm-hmm. it's just it's just one part of who he is. Yeah. In the Latter-day Saint community, there's kind of this belief that, well, once I get married and like a lot of men have this, once I get married and can have sex, then I won't have a problem with porn. And that's Mm -hmm. not true Mm -hmm. because it's not, it's not just about sexual desire or urges. So Mm -hmm. for those who aren't members of the LDS faith, there's a, uh, the law of chastity is like, you know, don't be sexual outside of a, a sanctioned marriage. And so, so people think, well, the porn is just because I can't have sex and or masturbation. So once I have sex, this won't be a problem. And that is rarely the case in my, in my clinical experience. Yeah. So it's, it's not going to magically disappear because mm-hmm. it's not all about sex. 
it's about right. other things too. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think talking with other people about it, I mean, not sharing his story, but, but like recognizing that you're not alone, that he's not alone, that this is a common challenge that, that couples face and you get to decide what it means in your relationship and, and how you respond to it. That's, yeah. that's up to you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think one other, one other thing is that I, I, I know he has a lot of shame, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. he has a lot of shame attached to, you know, his viewing of porn and, um, and of masturbation. And obviously I don't want to increase the shame and make him feel even more guilty and shameful, mm-hmm. but I also don't necessarily want to encourage it. Mm-hmm. And so finding, wondering how I can find that, that middle ground of, I don't want to, you know, yell at you and berate you and, you know, be upset if there's a slip up and mm-hmm. cause more shame, but you know, I don't necessarily, I don't want to encourage it either. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of this, that's a common fear. Like, well, if I don't want to say it's okay, but I don't want to shame. So what do I do? I think your best bet is to get curious. So tell me, you know, what was going on with you when, when you made this choice? What was like, what were you feeling? What, and just kind of try to understand the, the emotional landscape of what's going on and focus less on the behavior mm-hmm. um, and just be curious about it. So you're someone he can talk to without you falling apart and being like, oh my gosh, you know, I think being a safe place for him to, to explore, like, what's this about for me? Why is this such a struggle? I think that's going to be like, it's not giving permission, but it's not shaming. It's just like, this is something that you're dealing with. Like, let's, I'm here if you want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think you can do that and be like, yeah, I wish you wouldn't like that. Ideally, that would be great. And it's something that we're dealing with. So let's, let's talk about it and, and get curious about kind of what's underneath it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that that's a much better approach than than anything than, than the latter. But right, and it's so easy to to react and to because we're taught in the church to like, oh my gosh, you know, this is this horrible sin, and you know, and I'm not and I'm not trying to diminish mm-hmm. the impact. And some people view it that way, and that's fine. I just don't think it's that helpful for people who are actually dealing with pornography use and that are troubled by it or partners, you know, people who are, are partnered with, with those individuals. So I think kind of taking some of the like emotion out of it Mm -hmm. takes the shame out of it. It's just like, okay, well, let's get curious about this. Let's chat. What, what's going on? Like, how are you, how are you feeling? And where's your self-worth and what emotions are going on right now? And how can I support you? Just getting curious. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a a great way to approach it. And thankfully, like I said, we have a very open and open space, very open communication where, you know, hopefully we can both continue to feel safe in that environment and have him feel comfortable enough to share that with me. Yeah. And it's going to be important to see him as a whole person and not like, oh, this is he's a porn user. Like that's the definition of who he, right. It's like, Mm -hmm. he's so much 
more than that. And so don't, you know, don't let that define him. I think it's going to be really key Mm -hmm. in, in helping him keep the shame level down. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like he, along with most, um, you know, men who are recovering from this and seeking help, he and I are wondering like, if there is, you know, full recovery, is that, is that ever going to have, is that attainable? Is that something that can happen? Obviously, like you said, it's a, it's an up and down and it's a process. And, um, sometimes it might be two steps forward, one step back and that's okay. That's progress. And, um, just wondering, you know, if a full recovery is possible. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends on how you define a full recovery. So there are different models of approaching uh, sexual behavior that's problematic. So there are just lots of different ways to approach it. For some people, their goal is abstinence. Like I never will do this ever again. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's realistic. I see behavior as like a, a symptom or like a siren, like, okay, there's something to be learned mm-hmm. here, or there's something to look at here. Mm-hmm. And not, I think it's more helpful to focus on that than on the behavior itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So you have to define between the two of you, what is, what is full recovery? What does that even look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and for some people it's reduced use for some people it's my goal is I never want to look at porn again. I, I think that sets some people up for more shame, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I think there are also ways to approach it that are, you know, if, if I view porn, I will come to you and talk to you about it. And, and I'd love to help you ex- have you help me explore what's, what's going on for me and why, why this is, why I'm choosing this, why, why this is happening. You know, so is that full recovery? Just like being open and honest about it and, and working through the shame, you know? So you, the two of you get to decide what that looks like Mm, and how you define that. And it full recovery doesn't necessarily mean never viewing porn again. It can, but there are again, lots of different models of how to approach problematic sexual behavior. So, yeah. So you get to choose. Yeah. Cool. I like that. I like that a lot because it it totally does. I think when you try to just say, we're going to eliminate this altogether and a slip up happens, then it's, it does cause, it it leaves a lot of room for more shame. And that's definitely not what, (laughs) what we're trying to do. And sometimes that white knuckling, like I'm not going to look at porn. I'm not going to look at porn. Then all you think about is porn. Yeah. Versus like, well, it's, it's there. What, you know, do I, why am I want, why am I drawn toward it? Like having a more reflective and like, okay, what's, what's going, you know, for him to be like, what's going on with me right now? Why, why is that appealing to me right now? And, and kind of use it to learn more about himself and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just different ways to approach it. So you obviously can tell that I think it, that there are certain ways that are more effective. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, but that's just my, you know, that's my professional opinion. Other people have different opinions, mm-hmm. but I think the white knuckling doesn't last. Like 
mm-hmm. don't look at porn, don't look at porn. Then all you think about is porn. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's there and and I can view it or I cannot. And what's the impact and why do I want to? And kind of be mm-hmm. more curious and thoughtful about it. Yeah. Encouraging him to get curious as well. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So look at it as as a clue, like, oh, there might be something. And it, there might not be. It might just be like, I wanted to look at porn and masturbate. Like it doesn't, there doesn't have to be some like deep seated, whatever, (laughs) but, but sometimes we can use it for different, you know, emotional management or stress management or, Mm -hmm. and, and if it's distressing, you might want to figure out other ways to deal with those, um, Mm -hmm. those things. So, yeah. Um, One of the things that I've dealt with personally, and I, I'm sure he's dealt with it as well is I've had friends who don't know about his struggles who will come to me and say, oh my gosh, I found out that this guy I've been on dates with is uh, struggling with porn or a porn addict. And I couldn't, I can't do it. Like I'm, I I can't date someone like that. Like I, I won't be able to handle it and just kind of belittling that person because of their struggles. Mm -hmm. And of course they don't know about my boyfriend and I, and that he, that's something he, he deals with. And it, it kind of stings. It hurts a little mm-hmm. bit and wondering how I can, you know, not take that so personally, especially when, you know, it's something that they don't know is yeah. something that he and I are dealing with as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you can just think, well, that's them. Like they get to make their choices. And if that's a deal breaker, great. Like it's not for me. And I see who he is and I love who he is. And I'm willing to, to work with this. Mm -hmm. So I think you can look at it like, well, okay. Their choice has nothing to do with you and your choice. It's a Mm -hmm. separate thing. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's not, it's not personal, right? Like it feels personal, like, oh, you you know, (laughs) it's just, you, you can make different choices than your friends or, or family members. And it's not, it's not about you or it's not about your boyfriend. It's about them and their date or, you know, person they broke Mm -hmm. up with and everybody gets to choose what's, what are deal breakers and, you know, what's not. And it's okay if you have different ones. Yeah. I like that. I think that's important to remember. And I, I don't know. It, it always makes me wish that people had more empathy, but like you said, it's everyone's choice and certain things that are probably deal breakers for me may not be for them. So, yeah. Yeah. So I just wouldn't internalize it and and make it about you or your choice or like, Oh my gosh, am I, you know, it's like you, you can be secure in your choice to Mm -hmm. continue in this relationship at this point and support them and not continuing their relationship because they're separate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like I've definitely internalized it and it's made me feel like, oh my gosh, why isn't this a deal breaker for me? But mm-hmm. then it flips and I realize, you know, I'm I'm able to see him as a full, whole human as opposed to just this one thing that he struggles with. Because we all yeah. have struggles. Right, right. And you're going to get some things and not get other things in any relationship, right? You're going to get some things that are good, some things that are hard. And so you just get to choose what, what combination you get. And, and so, you know, he's really lucky to have you who can see him as a whole person and not 
defined by his porn use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think that there are certain words or phrases that, you know, you recommend steering clear of, or, um, you know, I've, I've heard certain, um, LDS therapists say like, don't say porn addiction. It's, uh, is there anything like that that you recommend? (laughs) Don't say porn addiction Yeah, (laughs) because that's not actually a diagnosis. That's not an official psychiatric diagnosis in, in the first place. And there's some research that supports that that's the label of porn addict is, is really bad for your mental health. Like whether it's true or not, you know, I don't know, but it's not helpful. And so you want to do things that are helpful. So I think language is important. Um, Addict sounds more hopeless and powerless. I mean, there's just, you know, words matter and have, have some weight. Um, So I say I use porn use, compulsive sexual behavior. If the, if it feels compulsive to the the individual who's dealing with it. Um, And then I would ask, I would ask your boyfriend, like what, like what language feels accurate to you and what feels demeaning or hopeless or, and have Mm -hmm. that conversation and, and see what, what his feedback is, because he may have certain preferences or like, Oh, that word triggers shame for me or, you know, so have that conversation. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I hope this was helpful. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I have a few action items that I'm Oh, good. Well, tell me what those are. I always love action items and to know kind of what, what you're going to take away with you from our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first and foremost is to not make it about me and kind of release that emotional connection that I feel like I have and any responsibility that I may feel that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, I think number two is continuing to have that open dialogue about, you know, like you just said, words that are triggering or words that he prefers. Um, And I think the third thing would be to get curious and to encourage him to become curious as well. Wonderful. Allison, thank you so much for being vulnerable and for sharing your perspective. And I think so many people will be able to relate to what you're saying. And, and I mean, there's just so many people, men and women who struggle with porn use and, or being the partner of someone who's distressed by the porn use. And uh, so I think a lot of people will be able to relate to what you're, what you've shared today. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. Have you ever thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question? 
Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.